You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Purchasing this home was not about flossing. It was about legacy. Mm, dead ass. Yes. That's a good one. Well, if I tell y'all the number of times I've cried during this process, <laughs> there's been an array of motions. Mostly good ones, though. Mm. Dead ass. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Talk about divine intervention. All right now. Real quick, okay? Let me take y'all back to about 2015. Okay. Kadeen and I had a tax guy, right? Mm. The tax guy was doing our taxes. Everything was going well. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't doing TV as much. I was doing commercials. Um, I still owned some other properties. Mm -hmm. Kadeen was doing makeup. Yep. Kadeen was doing some hosting. So we had a lot of things going on. 2016 happens. Trump wins the presidency. 
I think 2017, the government shuts down, right? I think that's when we had the government shut down? Yeah, more or less. Yes. I'm just giving you a little timeline. Mm-hmm. 2018, we go to, let's start the home buying process. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide where we're going to Trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. Preparing. Our tax guy says, well, I got to catch you guys up on taxes with the, you know, with the, the government being shut down. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of your taxes prepared. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I'm not looking to buy a home right now, but let's make sure we have that in the back pocket when it's ready. 2019 happens. Kadeen and I are ready to move to LA in order to even rent a property. They want to see your tax statements, right? Mm-hmm. This is 2019. That's where the tears started. 2019. <laughs> I go to my tax guy. I said, hey, I need my last two years tax returns. Can I get those tax returns so I can apply for this property? Don't hear from my tax guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm nervous, right? I'm able to use my bank statements because Kadeen and I do well enough to prove that we have money in the bank. So I'm able to rent the property, not woke, focus on it. Eventually, my tax guy will get around to me. It's 2020. <laughs> now it's 2020. Kadeen and I are actively looking to purchase a home to build a legacy for ourselves and our three boys. I say, hey, tax guy. <laughs> I need those tax documents. Don't hear back from them. Start doing my own research. Go on irs.com. My taxes have not been filed since 2015. What? Tight. So now, got a new tax guy, black man. My financial advisor, black man, walks me through the process of focusing on getting my taxes and everything squared away. Major mess. <laughs> major clean up. Major mess and cleanup, right? Long story short with that, had to pay some penalties, of course, because you're late. Had to pay taxes for the past previous five years. Good thing Kadena and I have been doing God well we enough. Saving. And we were saving because we always save money to pay our taxes. Mm-hmm. So we paid all of our taxes and everything, right? But the issue was we did not have our 2019 taxes ready to purchase the home that Kadeen wanted to look at in July. So Kadeen was very, very disappointed. Womp, womp. Very, very, she was, I can't believe, this is the house. I can't believe it. I don't know. I didn't not. really cry. I wasn't at tears, but I was near tears. She I was near like tears, but trem- she was pissed. I was at the, tr- the, the tremble, you know, the tremble in your voice that you get. She definitely had the tremble in her voice. Had the tremble in my voice, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to last October. Mm-hmm. Dean comes to visit me while I'm filming Bigger. And um, she said, hey, there's some houses here that are open up. My taxes still aren't done for 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. She says, um, I want to just go take a look at them. Traditionally, the type of house we were looking at, they won't even let you in the door unless you have a pre-approval letter and your taxes done. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you can get us to go see a house, let's go look at a house. She yeah. calls me. She says, hey, I'll be there Tuesday. They have available on Wednesday. I film on Wednesday. I don't know when I'm going to be done. I happen to get done early on that Wednesday. Get out. She's like, babe, you got to come see this house. I rush over here. I get here. The minute I walk in the door... Kadena's looking at me with that face. So I know what that means already. I'm like, this must be the house. This must be the house. (laughs) So we walked through the house. And And what did you think? I fell in love with the house. I'm not going to lie. I fell in love. But in my my defense, I was thinking, we're never going to be able to get this house. Because houses like this don't stay on the market for too long. I will say, though, I went in the house knowing that we may not be able to get it. But at least I wanted to see what was out there. Right? Right. Okay. I um I said, okay, just know that we don't have our taxes done for 2019 and 20, and we don't have a pre-approval letter. So 
we can just go look and see if this is something that's in the you know the realm yeah, of what we to want. giving our realtor this is what we're looking for kind of vibe by the end of looking through the house kadeen says baby i want this house i say okay let me see what i can do <laughs> i go back to the car i get a text message from my financial advisor hey your 2019 taxes are complete god i'm like are you serious he's just like yes it's complete I said, I'm glad that you say that because um, we're literally I'm literally standing, standing in the house that I want to buy. the driveway of the house we want. And then he's just like, um, are you serious? I said, yes. He said, you know, is this the house? I said, yes. He said, because I could have a pre-approval letter for you tomorrow. I was like, you got to be kidding me, Sean. I fainted. I was like, Sean, you have to be <laughs> kidding me. He was just like, no, um, I could have that for you tomorrow if this is what you want to do. I said, can you get the pre-approval? Because we would like to make an offer on the house tomorrow if possible. Wake up the next morning, get an email, pre-approval letter that covers the cost of the house. Submit we sit down. Offer. We sit down with our our realtor, Arian. Shout out to Arian Ellsbury. Mm -hmm. Ariane. Oh, Ariane. Right. My bad. Put some respect on the Ariane. 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 She got she got like accents <laughs> and stuff on her name. No, but it's it's implied. Ariane. <laughs> Shout out to Ariane Ellsbury, our realtor. She said we're gonna put in an offer, but you never know with things like this mm -hmm. because you know someone and else. And the house put in had gotten offer. a ton of offers apparently the weekend before. So Ariane created this great letter for us, encompassing everything that we wanted to do as a family. She puts in the offer on Wednesday. No, puts in the offer on Thursday. Your days are a little off, but it's yeah. alright. I'm gonna let you rock. We put in the. <laughs> I'm the best storyteller here. Yeah, your days are off, but I got it. She put in the offer on Thursday. We wake up Friday morning to an approval. And an acceptance of the offer. And I was like, baby, we're going to get this house. And the funny thing is that's when the journey started. <laughs> and that was not the easiest journey that we have spent no. purchasing a home. And this is our fourth, our third, our third home mm -hmm. that we purchased. Right. So after this story time, we're going to we gonna jump into after yes, karaoke. We're going to jump into karaoke. We're going to jump into the real process. We're going to have to tell y'all how that process went. The real, went. real. Dead ass. Where the money reside, where, where the, the money, money reside. reside. And that's, that's all the whole song. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> all I know is where the money resides and then Mary Had a Little Lamb. And that's yes. about it. I can tell you where the so money don't good. reside. And that's in our bank account the money anymore. money sure as hell ain't there no more. <laughs> okay. <Yo. laughs> they got us for all the coins. <laughs> houses be expensive. But, um, but. Yes. The house is expensive. Yes. But the legacy is priceless almost. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. The legacy I mean, is definitely prices. There's prices and coins that go with legacies. However, yes. it's what it meant for us to be able to finally purchase a home that's going to be home based for us where we plan on raising our boys. I mean, let me tell y'all, I've had moments where I'm just like envisioning before we even got to the house and mm -hmm. before we moved in. I had moments where I was envisioning like, like Jackson on the lawn, like going to prom and like. Right. Stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? And I just finally feel like we have home base. For so many years, we were debating on where we were going to move right. to, where our careers were going to take us. And I think the one thing that we were able to discover during the lockdown, the pandemic, everything that's been happening um, around us is that we were able to kind of maneuver and work yes. from home. Um, we didn't necessarily have to be in a particular city or state to mm. work. Um, and then being booked for acting gigs and things like that then would require travel. Right. But we wanted somewhere for the boys to be grounded. Yes. And here we are in Georgia. Yes, in Georgia. Yeah. Enjo enjoying it. Enjoying Georgia. So far, so good. But I will say this, though, to anyone looking to purchase a home. Do not wake up one morning and think, <clears throat> excuse me, do not wake up one morning and think that you just like, you know what? I'm going to just go buy a house 
soon. It is a long process and yes. you have to be prepared from 18 months prior. Have all of your ducks in order. Right. Because my two least favorite words right now in the universe is underwriters. <laughs> I fucking hate underwriters, yo. I hate them. They comb through our life. For like, sure. Like the FBI. Well, there's a nitpickiness that goes with black home ownership. Absolutely. Let's call it what it is. Well, let's... Um, so let's go, let's, let's, let's start with this. You know, the give you guys some percentages. The, the importance of home ownership changes from generation to generation. And that's fair to say, right? Yes. But what we know is that home ownership is one of the best ways to change the, traje the trajectory of your family's wealth. Yes. And as a black family, owning a home is powerful enough to change the future of the culture. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that started, or you can jump into your stats actually. And yes. And we can circle so back. Let's let's get into some of these stats, right? Creating okay. a new legacy for black home ownership, right? Mm -hmm. In the first quarter of 2020, 44% of black families own their home compared to 73.7% of white families. According to the Census Bureau, the gap is wider in some cities with just 25% of black families owning a home in Minneapolis compared with 76% of whites, which is the widest gap in the United States cities with, with more than 1 million residents. A study by Redfin Real Estate Brokerage found in D.C. 51% of black households are homeowners with the highest rate in the country, but far lower than the 70% of white households that are homeowners. Mm -hmm. Now, here, these now these numbers I'm about to give you right now are very, very important. According to a recent study from LendingTree, black home buyers are denied mortgages 12.64% of the time. The overall mortgage denial rate is 6.15%. Okay, double. So we double that. Okay. All right, state by state, neighborhood by neighborhood, black families pay 13% more in property taxes each year than a white family would in the same situation. Explain that because our schooling situation is far worse than any other demographic, but we pay more in property taxes when property taxes typically cover the schooling and mm -hmm. roads and stuff like that. Absolutely. The home ownership gap between blacks and whites is larger today than it was in 1934. Think about that. Yes. Just in terms of like what's being passed down, generational wealth, when, um, which is when the Federal Housing Administration, the FHA, FHA um, was established, says Donald, oh, sorry, Donnell Williams, well, the president of the National Association. Let of me Ladies. give a little bit, a little context about that, right? Okay. Um, the FHA was established after the Great Depression. Yes. Right. So there was a housing shortage, mm -hmm. and uh, FDR decided that we needed to create more houses for middle class families, especially coming after the war. Mm -hmm. So the FHA was created, and they started to develop all of these houses for um, suburban areas. This is the crazy part about the FHA. The government then gave subsidies to contractors who built homes for white homeowners, but said you can only get the subsidies as contractors if you decide, if you agree not to sell to black families. Hmm. So think about no that. That's where redlining started. All right now. So you built all of these homes, and you said anybody can own these homes. Except for black people. And what do you think happened to those people who own those homes? Those homes accrued wealth. They've been graded greater value over years because of property value. Mm -hmm. And they passed those properties down to their families. What do you think happened to the black families who couldn't purchase homes? They went, built their own homes in neighborhoods like Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. Roswell, Orangeburg, South Carolina, which ultimately were destroyed. Burned down. Burned down. And they weren't covered by insurances. You want to know why? The government also said that we're not going to insure black homes. Hmm. This is a fact. This hmm. is not something I'm making up. Insurance companies in and the book. government 
did not mandate for black homes to be insured, even if they were close to white communities. So now, even if you took your money and you built a home and you built land and you built neighborhoods, when they were torn down or they were burned down or bombed, they were left disintegrated with nothing. You got nothing from it. Nothing from it. We're starting from scratch. So when people ask why the wealth gap is so huge in this country, that's a huge part of the reason why. For sure. And it says today, black homeowners are five times as likely to own in a formerly redlined neighborhood than a green line one. Yes. That's interesting. So what people need to understand about redlining is that redlining is is a map that creates a space where these property values are given less value. Mm-hmm. So black families, obviously, black families in black neighborhoods were given less value mm-hmm. because their homes were considered less. But also, if they did get insurance, their insurance payments, and this is still happening till today, are way higher. And we had President, now President Joe Biden, on our podcast to confirm that very fact. Mm -hmm. That if he, as a president of the United States, owned a home identical to ours in the same neighborhood... They would insure his home at a lower rate than it would insure Kadeen and mine. And our property taxes would be more. And our property taxes would be more. So, and Simultaneously. This is, and especially with redlining, that's, that's just how things worked. And that was a way for them to continue to marginalize black families and black culture. Absolutely. And which leads us to why... Closing on this home was closing so on this important home was so for us. Important. And, and why I said... with the boys. It was a, it was a legacy move, mm-hmm. not a stunt move. Right, for sure. You know, because... um. One thing I also know about owning a property is that if you own a property large enough where your children can not only grow here, but also raise their families, you're keeping so much money in your house. I'm going to do a little bit of math for you. And, and Deval's like a human calculator. So let me, let so me sit back and listen. Be ready, be ready for I'm this. I'm ready for you. Remember when I bought my car, mm-hmm. my, my Audi A7? Yes. The payment was $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Plus insurance and gas was $500 a month. Was it? Yes. So that's $1,500 a month. That's uh-huh. $18,000 a year I was spending on that damn car, right? I had that car for a three-year lease. Mm-hmm. 18 times three is $54,000 I spent on that car, right? Whole All that money year. is gone. <laughs> Double that because of the rent. Mm. $1,500 a month in rent. That's $108,000 over three years that went to someone else other than my family. You see what I'm saying? $108,000 in three years that I, I, I'm never going to get back. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize if I have a home where my sons, when they're trying to figure out life, mm-hmm. when they're in their early 20s to late 20s, early 30s, and they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, if they can stay in a different part of the house and still feel like an adult and not have to pay rent to someone else, mm-hmm. but stay here and figure their life out, that $108,000 could be where? In their pocket. But you know, it's funny. It's opposite what we're taught or what the black community has tend to, to d- have done over the years. Absolutely. Is, okay, you can work now, starting even before you're 18, and you can move out and be technically an adult, yes. according to the government. Yes. But as early as you can be out there working, we're putting our kids to work. Absolutely. Because they want, we want them to be able to contribute to the household, to be able to help. Or at 18, you're now an adult. You can be on your own. And then also, too, there's kind of like this feeling when you turn 18, like, shoot, I am an adult. I want to be out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I was ready to come back home several times after that. So if Listen. we can create an environment, like you said, or a space where our children can then feel comfortable coming back home and knowing that they have a little piece of, you know, their own little privacy, if you yeah. will, as an adult to be able to to work or to explore or to be in school and know that they have the comfort of not having to worry about paying bills right away. Right. But that and that's, in itself helps. But that's only the first part, though. 
the fact that they don't have to pay rent to someone else is the first part. Mm-hmm. When we own this home outright and we move on and pass away, our kids then own this property. Absolutely. And now have equity in something, something that they can yeah. call their own. Mm-hmm. And you that's when you pass things down like that. That's how you start to, to accrue generational wealth. Right. And now my son is not coming into the world with debt. With most most black people um come into the world with debt. For yeah. example, um I'm not even gonna say no names or who it is, but I have friends who graduated from college and moms and dads were just like, yo, you gotta take over this credit card bill. Mm. And it's just like I just graduated from college and you gave me a fifteen thousand dollar credit card bill that was in my name and I had no idea. Oh that so you know that's what I'm that putting your kids on name your credit card. on things on credit cards, not to build credit because there's a there's a, a science to that where you can yes. put yes. your child on as an authorized user on your credit card, and then by the time they're eighteen, their credit yes. score can be in the eight hundreds. Right. If you're taking care there's of that bill, there's a science to it. There's a so there's science that to it. Side of things versus debt that's in their name, and then you're passing it on. Because a lot of times, you know, parents find themselves in a financial hardship, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I need another line of credit. Right? Let me open up this line of credit Which in is my kind child's of understandable name." Too. Because, yeah, when you're trying to understand, you what, know, you know when, when yeah. you're living in a capitalist country where you're trying to make ends meet and things happen, you know, let me open up another line of credit in my child's name, and then you say to yourself, "I'm going to pay it off," mm-hmm. and then ultimately, you know, you you start if you have bad spending habits. Or you're not sure what the interest rate is going to be, and you think you're making payments, but the payment isn't enough to bring down the actual uh, totality of the loan, mm-hmm. and it's continuously going up, even Towards though you're interest. making payment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you start to see, you know, five, six, and that happened to us. Remember, um, in the end of of my rookie year, not my rookie, year, the end of the year, I retired when we had that city card, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Babe, I'm gonna put you on the city card. You can use the card." But when you use a car, we got to make sure we pay it off. Yep. And we were making payments, making payments, but not realizing that those payments were going towards an interest rate that has skyrocketed up to, I think it was 22%. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you know, I was like, babe, have you been looking at where the payments are going? You're like, not really. Mm-hmm. And you were making payments for about two years. Right. Blindly just thinking like, okay, you hear it never went down. The minimum. Pay a little more than the minimum. Right. And then before you know it, you're not you're only paying off interest. And the principal never went never down for years. So yep. and, and it happens to people who are trying to be deliberate. So it's not like a, yeah. oh, other people are doing it and we're perfect at doing this, because we are examples of not being perfect at doing this. Mm-hmm. But to me, getting this property was a way, number one, to have a safe space for my my kids and my wife to have autonomy over their life. You know, we see everything going on out here in the country where kids don't feel comfortable walking around their neighborhoods and they don't feel comfortable being able to play ball and do things at the park. Now my my sons have an opportunity to do this in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a basketball court in their backyard. Go in the backyard and play. Mm-hmm. You want to go to the pool? Go to the pool and play. You don't got to go anywhere else and ask anyone else permission to use theirs. Mm-hmm. You have your own. It also gives them a sense of ownership where they mm-hmm. feel like they can do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my own pool growing up. I had mm-hmm. my own basketball court. Um, my dad and my mom provided that for me. So mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want because I watched my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. So there's so many- Do whatever many, they want, meaning achieving things, not just doing whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, because, as far as-, yeah. far as but, but <laughs> even clarify that. But even in that, so many black people grow up in life feeling like I can't do what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My blackness is a prison. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or I, can't, I have to do what's necessary to make these ends meet. Or I, or I just, literally just can't do what I want. Right. If I'm walking in the street right. and a cop decides he wants to, you know, stop me, take my, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and wrestle me to the ground, I could lose my life. Yeah. If I don't answer the right way, I could lose my freedom. You know, you you spend so much of your life as a black person feeling like you can't do what you want. This house was a way for me to show my children that yes, you can. 
Right. This is your house. This is what you can do. And also empower them to think like that. Right. Because also slavery is a mentality. You know, if you constantly walk around thinking like I'm a slave, you're going to exist in this country as a slave. And we have so much more empowerment in this country now That's that if, if more black children lived like that. Come and on, saw, Brother Bob. You, you know how I get when I talk about this Come stuff. Come on, right Brother now. Bob. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. <laughs> None but ourselves can free our minds. I knew you were going to take it back to Jamaica. You know, I knew you were going to take it back to Jamaica. Bad. Shout out Bob Marley. <laughs> but, um, but no, you're absolutely right in that. And I mean, also, too, I want to be able to teach our children a sense of pride yes. in, in, in what they have, where they live, being able to take care of that. Because it's also, too, we've spoken previously about dulling the silver spoon and creating yes. adversity within their, their lives and stuff. You know, we, we as parents want our children to not have to struggle or not have to work as hard as we did. But we also, yes. too, want them to appreciate what they have and the absolutely. that we're providing them and, and letting them know that we're trying to take this... Um, these certain stresses off of your life so that way you can invest time in the things that you want to do. There you go. You are able to there you use go. your abilities to really hone in on that. You know, you graduate from, 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 from high school and you decide, you know what, mom, dad, I want to take a year to travel and kind of explore to figure out what it is I want to do. Like, you can do that because right. mom and dad have a space where you can then come back and then yeah. just know that once you've done that, we're going to know, want to know what's your game plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we, I think that this was so important for us because those are some of the things that we were not afforded. Right. Although our parents did work super well, hard to provide I the will life say, for us that we were able to, you know, do the things that we wanted to and then some. But I, I will say this. Our parents gave us a better version of the black experience than they were given. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what... Absolutely. I, I guess that's what generational wealth is as well. It's not so much about the finances, but it's also the information. The information. You know, I talked to your mom... Yeah. The other day, and she was, you know, telling me the stories Side about. Shout out, shout out to you and Mimi's relationship. Yes, me and Mimi have grown a lot over the it. years, right? We've it. grown a lot over the years, but um, she talked to me about coming from Jamaica mm -hmm. and how, you know, it, it was hard for some people to have to come here, try to get a small piece of land or property here in the states, then send for their children. They spend years here building, mm -hmm. but then in doing that, they were able to have their children come here, not have to pay rent. When they go to school and come back, everything happens within the house so they can go out and buy another property. Mm -hmm. And then that property turns into two and three and four properties. And yeah. when I look at your family, oh my your mom and dad did that. Your, your, your parents owned that. four houses. Yeah, my parents moved up here from the islands, Jamaica and St. Vincent, and literally came up here with nothing. It was mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like my grandmother sent my mom, who was the oldest girl, yeah. sent her away to, to America and was like, you know, Gotta figure, it, figure out. it out. Figure it out. Same thing kind of happened with my dad as well. He was, you know, the oldest boy. And it's just like, you got to go figure it out. Um, and they did so well for themselves to the point where I really think about what they were able to pass down to my brother, my yes. sister and I coming here with literally nothing. Like I hear the stories my mom tells sometimes about, you know, just trying to have a space to sleep in someone's home just to be able to go to school and work and, mm -hmm. you know, having adversity in that, being locked out of people's homes, like, you know, and having to sleep outside, like, yeah. I really just look at my mom and dad with such admiration for the things that they've done to ensure that we now have a little bit of something that we went to school with no debt. We're, you know what I mean? So I was going to gonna just... tell you, I was going to tell you not to cut you off, but mm -hmm. think about what your parents did with property, right? Yeah. Your, your father never made more than $50,000 a year, mm -hmm. right? But he, he bought four property. And, and the reason why I tell this story is because people think that it's outside of the realm mm -hmm. of their possibility to own property, mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah. Your dad in the 80s, Never made more than 45K, right. Right? right? But were able to buy, I think, purchase three homes at the time. Well, yeah. 15-year mortgages. Well, him and my mom. They were and me, together. Him and your mom, yeah. Yeah. 
15 year mortgages because mm-hmm. your mom your mom made really good money though. Mm-hmm. your mom made six figures mm-hmm. during that time um three mortgages though they had at one yeah. time so think about yeah. three mortgages 15 year mortgages your father ended up paying off those mortgages mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. right when it was time for you to go to school mm-hmm. he sold one of the properties to pay off your student loans mm-hmm. when the same thing for your brother well, I didn't, well yeah i didn't really have student loans because like of that, scholarships because i had scholarships and stuff but my brother and sister you know it just gave us flexibility it gave us the ability to say okay right. can you graduate a school with no debt like here's a car because you know we're able to right. do little things for you to make that make it that much easier, easier for, for you, you right. to then chase your dreams and do the things that you want to do you know right so i'm i'm forever grateful to my parents for, for just then, setting up that kind of lifestyle for on me. top of that when your parents transition you and your brother and sister have seven figures of equity mm-hmm. that you can split amongst the three of you mm-hmm. for your next generation absolutely so when it's time to and the biggest part is the biggest part is when you do have that type of equity, right? Mm-hmm. Most people can't get a property because they don't have a down payment. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in that, you know, that hamster wheel that is life, you spend every day trying to pay a bill, pay a bill, pay a bill that you can't save any money yeah. in order to get a down payment to own anything. Yeah, that's major. So for once our you own property, now. you always have a down payment yes. to own more property yes and i think that's the dopest thing about you know creating a legacy for your children through property and through land and and for me this is what that was and what it is and when i think back now to the 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 closing process for us and what the obstacles were that we had to face even like we said you know we were able to show our tax documents after a while we were we had the down Mm -hmm. payment for the home but there were still things that that popped up like they needed to verify this or they needed extra of that or they needed mm-hmm. to dig more for this and comb through that and and shout out to sean freeman sean um, freeman my financial brother. advisor my mentor yes. my big brother from flatbush yes. who my father mentored who walked us through this process literally walked us through this process and said that we did not have to worry about anything anything um, and Sean jokes that one of these days he's going to come out here and tell and us he's going to tell us the full story about all the hoops because there were hoops that we were we jumping had to through jump. that we did not even know we were jumping through. But he worked right. um, along with Mark, you know, our CPA to make sure that, that yes. everything was handled for us. So when we say it was a roller coaster of a journey, it, it definitely was. And I think about closing day and how Ariane made that special for us. And at first I didn't understand at first why it was such a celebratory thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, I'm pulling out all the stops. You guys are closing on your yeah. home. And I'm just like, this is something to celebrate the fact that we're able to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just just be able to create this 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 life for our children. It just means that much more, you know. Yeah. So, so to kind of give you guys just kind of like a one two on advice, things that you should know when you are house hunting, closing on a home. Mm-hmm. Just in general, I know that different people are going to have different obstacles, but we can highlight maybe a couple things that are going to be helpful tips for people who are maybe in the process or looking to do that soon. I do have a major tip for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because um, not only us, but I have buddies who are trying to close on properties and running running to the same um, hurdle, Mm -hmm. right? Because this class of black entrepreneurship is the largest that has ever been in this Mm -hmm. country. But Mm -hmm. with that becomes a lot of different obstacles. So for example... Underwriters love W-2s, mm-hmm. right? Which means they want to see a consistent stream of income over a certain amount of time. Right. And what we ran into, even though Kadeen and I, you know, humble brag, but we made seven figures last year, made that money on paper, they wanted to see a consistent stream of income over a year, even though we had the money in the in the bank. And I didn't understand why, and Sean told us it, it was because 
they want to see a consistent amount of money because underwriters believe the money may stop. That's true. I if mean, I think you know, that's if, fair. And I think that they that's like, fair. Like, you had a good year. Okay. Right. But here's a way you get around that. If you own a business, right, what you do is you set up your corporation as an S-Corp or an LLC and you write yourself a salary, mm. which shows a consistent paychecks. stream of paychecks. You know what I'm saying? We, we have a partnership with Paychecks where we write ourselves a salary now every single month so that they can see a consistent W-2 mm-hmm. so that when it comes time for us to purchase our next property, we don't have to run through the same thing. Mm-hmm. What I was doing, and this is important, what I was doing was writing us dividends. Mm-hmm. So every three months or every quarter, I would write Kadeen and I a fat check so that we can put in our, our savings account to show that we were making money. But they don't want to see dividends. Mm-hmm. They want to see a W-2. And it's important for people to know you have to show W-2s. You have to have a high credit score, which is in the mid-70s or higher. Because if it's mid-700s or higher, because if it's anywhere below that, then they start to get nervous. Let me tell you, I was skating, all right? I was, <laughs> I was, I was teetering. I was teetering. <laughs> All yes. right, only because they that credit score thing for me is a joke. Yes, but at the same time, I was like, "All right, this is the game y'all want to play. Watch." Yes, so I had to maneuver some things, but your girl made it by a couple points. So, and make sure you have a down payment that is not going to affect your mortgage. So, for example, so many people say, "Hey, I'm looking to get into a program where I only have to put down five percent," mm-hmm. which is fine. You can get into a program. But when you look at the interest rate and how low the interest rate is now, I think the interest rate right now is the lowest it's ever been in history. It's below 1%. But if you don't put down that 20%, that interest rate can bubble up to 4 or 5%. Mm. And what people don't realize is that they're going to get their money either way. So either you're going to put the money up front and have a low interest rate over 30 years, mm-hmm. or you're going to put down a, a, a low deposit and have a high interest rate over 30 years, which is going to cost you more money in the long term. Right. So when you're deciding that you want to buy a home, remember 20% is is the standard. That's what most banks are looking for underwriters. So 20% for people, if you're looking at a million dollar home, you're looking at $200,000. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at a $500,000 home, you're looking at $100,000. Mm-hmm. So, and that is a not, you know, a small amount of money for people right now, especially during a recession and during a right. pandemic. So you have to think about how much of the money you want to save. Mm-hmm. And also they want to see bank statements even after you put down the deposit. So it's like you put down the 500K or you put down the 200 to 100K. They want to see that you still have money in the bank to sustain that mortgage. Or does, or so, does the money not reside or, right. anymore? And and also, and that's a very true thing. They're going to ask for all of these things two months out. You're mm-hmm. going to provide it. A month out, they're going to ask for it again. <laughs> and then a week before, they're going to ask for again. it again. So make They're sure ask that you, you if you borrowed any of that money that's in the account. Absolutely, and it's important <laughs> for people. For it. It's important for people to know that because remember, I sold two houses, mm-hmm. and we ran into this with the other people that sold the house. Yep, they I guess they borrowed money. They put money in their account. They showed that they had it. They got a pre-approval letter. They asked for it again to show it, and they couldn't show the money in the account, and we couldn't close. Mm-hmm. So these are things that people need to understand when it comes time to close on a home. Yeah, you have to be able to show these documents and be prepared. Up until the day you sign that paper. Because once you sign that paper, mm-hmm. you good. But if you haven't signed it yet, they can pull it at any point. That's a fact. So I love um, that you knew all these other things. Because let me tell you, DeVal tried to shelter me from some of these stresses. <laughs> you were stressed. <laughs> Between were stressed. him and Sean, I was just like, guys, I just can't. I'm going to sit over here while y'all just let me know how it goes. <laughs> well, we, we're a team, right? For sure. I sh- shelter you from that. You shelter me from the moving process. That's a fa- Two times think? we moved across that country and I wasn't there. Well, let me hit you that, with the right. Look at you. Don't disrespect me. You better make sure you ah, get me with go. the right and not the left. Got to hit you with the right, baby. Let me find out you the budget nisto. Did y'all hear all I, that? 
I'm shout out to Tiffany. I'm nowhere near as good as Tiffany. (laughs) Tiffany is the bomb. We're gonna have you back on Tiffany. Tiffany's gonna be here every season. She's like a staple. She's like a resident. Yes, every every episode she has to come on season. Every season just to talk to us about finances. And shout out to our team because we bought our home from a black family. Their realtor was a black woman. Their attorney was a black woman. Absolutely. Our CPA was a black man. Absolutely. Our attorney was a black man. Wow. It's everything was Bow. black. Our realtor was a black woman. Bow. It was a fully black production. It was Bow. black, black, blickety black. Blickety black, black, excellence. black in there, baby. <laughs> yes. Black excellence at its finest. All right, so, now we want to take a quick break. Yes. That was a lot. That was a lot. But yes. um, I hope y'all got some quick tips and tricks. Yes. We're gonna move into listener letters after this break. We're gonna get into some ads. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. 
Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right. Thank y'all for coming back. Yes. Thank you. It's time for some listener letters. Okay. And these are quite lengthy. Yes. I love that I had asked in previous season for y'all to give us context. <laughs> now y'all giving us all y'all the giving context. Us a lot. I like it though. I like it. <laughs> it's good though. So yes. we can at least give our opinions. Okay. So number one, you guys are such an inspiration. I'd like to say thank you for extending yourselves the way that you do. Oh, thanks, sis. I say sis because she goes on to say, my husband and I have been together going on nine years and now married for almost six months. We're both young, me being 25 and him 27. Drive trucks together, no children, no crazy overhead. Within the last year, we've paid off a car and gotten our first rental property. How did, do you stay focused on your goals? Do you guys have any tips on how to be present and proud of your current accomplishments without feeling as if they aren't enough because you feel the finish line is still far out? Deval. I knew he was going to say something. <laughs> the minute you started reading this, I was like, oh, listen, I'm going to tell you to celebrate the small things, okay, <laughs> big and small. It sometimes becomes a challenge for us because we don't have regular nine to five jobs and aren't around family often. All while our pairs are living their best lives. And we are considered boring because we just love to be around one another and enjoy things such as writing, uh, looking at $1 million plus homes, cars, land, etc. I mean, that sounds like a that great pastime like for uh, me. I feel you. We used to do the same thing. It's the same shit, all right? But that's just pure enjoyment for us because that's where we aspire to be and what we want out of life. Also, how do you find good mentors as yourselves? We didn't come from a financial literacy background or well-off families. So us with us, just by passing milestones that either our parents have met that neither of our parents. That neither of our parents have met. Um, we're working hard on ourselves and our overachievers. Though they're supportive, we both feel like they will. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time today. No, Some no. Though they are supportive, we both feel as if they will allow us to cut to corners. cut corners. Okay, got you. That was a long. Sorry, one. yeah, that was a long. And Joan's calling me. Hi, Joan. Okay, so mm-hmm. sis, if you and your bae find joy. In aspiring for things, dreaming about things, thinking about almost obsessing over where you see yourself, Yo. you were not alone because not literally alone. that was Deval and I. That's all we did. And we still do it that's to this all day. We, do. That's we all still we do. do it to this day. But I will say of the two of us, I'm the one that's always celebrating the moments yes. that are happening as they're happening. Deval will book a role on a show and while that show is airing, be thinking about the role he does not have or the role he wants. Yeah. And that's just how you are. And I think yeah. that's, that continues to be your motivation and continues to yes. be your driving force. Whereas I tend to be the balance that says, but babe, you know, I just want to have you celebrate this moment because we are doing well where we are right now. Yes. You know, but never losing sight of the fact that we want those things. And I mean, if your friends are not into 
that <laughs> as a hobby right. or as a pastime, that's okay too. Right. Let them be happy doing that. Y'all can be happy over here because that Absolutely. was the Valentine for a long time. And when people did not have the foresight to see the things that we saw when it came to even just creating content or doing mm -hmm. the things that we wanted to do with our careers professionally, that did not deter us. We did have moments where we kind of felt like, damn, are we crazy for doing this? Because everyone's saying that we're crazy. Everyone's saying that we're doing too much. Everyone's saying that we're sharing too much. But we found joy in that. We found joy in that being our purpose. And here we are. All I'm going to say to you, ma'am, is that there is a delusional quality that all successful people have. I say that all the time and I believe it. In order to see yourself, or in order to believe that you can do something, you have to see it first. Mm -hmm. If you see it for yourself and no one else sees it, that don't mean that it's not possible. That just means that they haven't seen it yet and they won't see it until you do it. So continue to manifest things and look at those million dollar homes and, and, and buy bigger and buy better because that's what you want to do. All I ask is that you remember to pay it forward. Because like we talked about in an earlier episode, you have a duty to serve as a human. Mm -hmm. So as long as you continue to gain access to different things and, and get more resources, you have an obligation to continue to pay it forward. So as long as you pay it forward and you continue to grow and grow and grow, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. and, and we talked about on another podcast, um, what you just choose to do or find fun with your spouse is your prerogative. You know, trying to serve too many guys or serve too many other people is going to be an issue for your relationship. If you and your husband enjoy looking at houses and riding together, then do that yeah. because that's your life partner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can include those who want to do that, but um, mm -hmm. keep doing it. Keep being great. Keep being happy. Keep buying off prop uh, buying properties and paying off cars right. or buying Amazon packages. I see the UPS. We in the living room right now, y'all, and I see the the UPS truck. <laughs> this UPS should be sweating coming here. He look at me in my eyes sometimes. He just be like. That's UPS, FedEx, USPS. <laughs> a lot of them, man. <laughs> All right now. I love that. That's some well, great yes. advice, though. Keep, keep on keeping on, y'all. Keep on keeping on, y'all. Y'all do what y'all got to do. All right. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Let me start off by saying that I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I've been listening since the beginning. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm 25 years old, and my fiance is 27, and okay. we just got engaged. Congrats, guys. We met each other in college and have been together for six years. The reason for my email is that I'm seeking advice on what to do next. The big question for us is whether to have a wedding Oh, or buy a house. Not been there. We've been there, literally. Been there. We are currently living in a one-bedroom apartment. My fiance has expressed that although we would love to have a wedding, we would like he to move. Oh, he he would like to move into a house in the next two. Three. I, I don't even got to read the rest of this. I don't even got to read the rest of this. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. Let me skim the rest of it. Then go ahead. Go ahead. Go I don't ahead. even got to skim the rest all of right, it. All right. Go all ahead. Right? Kadeen said to me in 2010 that she wanted to have the big wedding. Because she felt like she was going to get both. She felt like that. She felt like, mm -hmm. I'll get the big wedding, I'll get the house. And she was right. Eventually, she got the house and she had the wedding. Yep. But this Very is the thing. Situation here. We got the wedding and right after the wedding was done, she ain't care about the wedding. Somebody we don't, we don't ever it. watch the wedding videos. We barely look at the wedding pictures. That's not a that's we had not 300, true We had 325 people at our wedding. More or less. We had 325 people at our wedding. We don't talk to none of them. That's not true. Okay, okay we talk to a small percentage. We, we, like, listen, the whole wet, the whole big wedding thing, the whole platinum wedding thing is played out. All right, it's played it out. Is. Unless, I'm be honest now, but that's in retrospect after I've had that. Unless you can afford it and you can do it within the means and you can enjoy yourself within the means, do not extend yourself 
and choose not to buy a house mm -hmm. because you want to have a wedding. I don't need to read the rest of this to tell you, bro, <laughs> ma'am. Do not do it, son. We spent 10 you years in an like apartment. You sound like Brown. We're like, ma'am. Ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am. I know a crackhead when I seen one, ma'am. You was a crackhead when you paid for that wedding, ma'am. You a crackhead now. Now you mad at your husband, ma'am, because he can't get you the house, ma'am, because you wanted the wedding. You have to deal with that, ma'am. That's what Judge That's what Judge Joe Brown would Disclaimer, tell you. Disclaimer, we're not calling you a crackhead. We're just no, making no. fun of Judge Joe Brown, but we love no, him. No, Judge Mathis. Judge Mathis. Is it Judge No, it's Judge Mathis. Okay, Judge Mathis. Mathis. Okay. But no, but seriously, like. We get so caught up in, yeah. in, in doing things for the gram. What you said, what you said, am I holding on to that silly little girl for wanting this dream wedding and she'll be considered being financially responsible? Be yeah, financially I responsible. Know, Don't be Kadeem. And she said they won't be able to get married till 2023 if that's the case. So it's like, are you going to delay being married because you have to wait two years for the wedding? Well, here's the thing. Here's I the thing, know. though. Financial responsibility, it's time, dates, all that stuff don't matter. Like, it really don't matter. You have to make decisions with foresight. Mm -hmm. Some people rush to get married because the date is perfect. Mm -hmm. I got married in seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, now you divorced in seven, eight, nine, eleven. Like, nobody give a shit. Like, that's what. Like, people need to have start having oh, foresight Lord. and stop thinking surface level. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. when I say people, I mean us too. But well, well, Dean and I listen did to that. This one though, right? So we weren't able to have our vow renewal in 2020, no. well, July 4th, 2020. But if we had our vow renewal, would we have been able to get this house? No, we wouldn't have. Hmm. No, we wouldn't have. So well, I'd it say depends that to say, if I could have turned it into a business. Well, but we realistically, we tried to turn everything into a business. We tried to turn everything into a business, but Kadeen spends money like it's a business. So <laughs> we probably wouldn't have had the down payment for this house. And now look at her. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But we have the house and I will have my vow renewal at some point next year. Financial responsibility requires foresight. Yes. Use it. Trust yes. me, you will feel better in the long run when you have years of happiness and stress-free living yes. as opposed to 24 hours of the biggest party yes, of your life. I know. I'm telling you, it I sounds know. And 25 crazy. and 27, that was like literally us. We were 27 and 27. Yes. And sis, I have to say, as a big sis, what I would advise my sister to do is to get that stability financially. Yes. You can always have a party. Yes, you have a party. You can have you can a big have party, a party later. Yeah, we did, we were going to do a 10-year vow renewal. We made and it's COVID. Renewal. It's COVID, yo. That's you can't do too. nothing with COVID. You're going to be masked up. up. You're going to look at these pictures now. They're going to go back in time. Look at these pictures. Everybody's going to be like this. <laughs> and you're going to be like, why did we rush to have this big-ass party? I say, where no. everyone's in a mask. I got to ask Josh, what's that, what's that been like, Josh? Like, you know, filming weddings. Get um, a crib. Capturing weddings. Get a crib, build some some equity yeah. so that you can live the rest of your life the way you want to as opposed to living the rest of your life the way you have to because you spent money on a stupid-ass party, period. You sound like you have some resentment built up in you, but anyway, that's a No, we worked, we worked our way out of it. We worked our way out of it, but we I'm did. still a little like, I got a little PTSD. Like he when does I think, have a little twitch when he thinks about owned it. A brownstone. Shoulda, we could have owned a brownstone in Brooklyn right now with Mr. that money. Mr. Dorn, dig up the dirt. I could have had $2 million of equity right now Make on a $250,000 purchase if it wasn't for this beautiful person to my <laughs> left right here who said to me, you know, I, don't, I don't really want a house right now. I, I don't mind staying in an apartment here. I don't mind staying here. I love it. Came back from the honeymoon. She's like, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, what? I was like, wait a second. So the house is not coming after the wedding, is it? So, huh? And this was crazy. Y'all tried to kill me. We didn't get no gifts. Y'all tried to kill me for my pressure baby. comment. Y'all tried to kill me for my pressure oh, comment. Oh, y'all killed but the poor baby. But y'all don't know <laughs> what I have been through trying to provide the type of life that this woman says she wants, only for her to be like, 
I was stupid for saying that back then. That sure but was. But y'all killed Lord. me. But y'all killed me. But you know what? I'm gonna take it. You know, I'm gonna take the. You know, I'm gonna take the killing. Take it, baby. Because because I'm speaking. I'm speaking my truth. And you and you cute while you do it. Look at you. Don't you ain't even sweating no listen, more. Don't, this, these conversations used to make him sweat. Look like I used to. Yeah, I used to be. I used to be about to pass out having this conversation about come, this come house. Come here. Do I have to? Do, let me dap your forehead. Okay. All right. There you go. He is a little shiny right there. But he don't sweat the way he used to sweat. I used to get stressed out thinking about it, but uh, I don't you know. You know, exactly. We're, we're in a good place now with this. Yes. All right. Tell that to yourself. <laughs> you owe me a brownstone in Brooklyn. You got a moment of truth or what? First of all. <laughs> moment of truth. Don't let your wife talk you out of buying a brownstone to have a wedding. Done and done. Moment, moment of truth, truth. girl. Financial stability over the wedding. I'm telling you that as a big sister, okay? No. But get the wedding one day, though. Wedding was fun. I ain't gonna lie, it was it fun. Was fun. Um, but yeah, if you would like to be featured as one of our listener letters and send us a whole blur with lots of context, please do. <laughs> Email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we gave our moments of truth. They were kind of funny, no, 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 but no, they no, were. No, oh, you no, want to say something really else? Okay, that's such a moment of truth. All right, my bad. My, 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 my real <laughs> moment of truth, though, my real moment of truth is, is that. Um, the American dream is ownership. It's not working. Ownership. Own land, own property. You can pass it down. Mm-hmm. Your your kids, your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will appreciate you more if you get a piece of property and you own it. Period. And my moment of truth with that ownership comes education. So Ooh. the things that we are working for and we are busting our ass for right now for our children to create this legacy, be sure to educate them so they can continue to grow that legacy for years to come. Because the worst thing is busting your ass for something and somebody pissing it away. Look at you. That ain't about to happen. Man, where the education reside. Where the education reside in the Ellis household. I know that. That's my baby. And that's so Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be sure to follow us find us on social media dead ass the podcast and of course i'm kadeen i am and i am deval and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to rate review and subscribe to your boy and your girl all right we love y'all we all appreciate right. y'all dead ass is back y'all For see sure. us where's this dead ass reside dead ass resides right here in the in crib, the crib. peace <laughs> Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.